Blog Talk Radio. edition of the Total Sports Live podcast here on Blog Talk Radio. And like I said before, any and every podcast and every show that we've done so far, if you miss them, you can catch them on demand at blogtalkradio.com backslash Total Sports Live. Or you can download the TuneIn Radio app on your smartphone. Yes, yes, folks, Apple or Android device, download the TuneIn Radio app, search the TSL podcast, give us a follow over there. We really appreciate all our, all our, all people that go over there and listen listen to us over there as well. What's 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 great? What's so great than having the TSL podcast on your smartphone on the go wherever you go? That sounds like a pretty good deal to me. But we got a lot to talk about on tonight's show. We're not going to. We, last week we talked about the NFL draft, and this week I, I came in. I came into this week's show saying, you know what? We're going to talk about Villanova. Chris Jenkins hits the amazing buzzer beater on Monday night. It, it seems like it wasn't that long ago. But then, then I said we're going to talk about the Phillies. The Phillies started opening week of baseball, got swept by Cincinnati, but came back and won two out of three against the Mets. They're starting to turn it around just a little bit, just a little bit starting to turn it around. But then, I, but then that didn't, but then something else happened. On Wednesday night, Sam Hankey decided that you know what he was going to take his own process and down at Sixers GM and that's in shockwave throughout the basketball world in the Sixers fan base, splitting the Sixers fan base in half if you are pro process or against the process. And um it's, it's, it's been it's been a wild past few days here in Philadelphia with the anger and the invitable that fans feel because Sam decided to leave, which I don't understand at all, but you know, we're gonna talk about that tonight. But before we jump into this topic tonight, you know I have to you know I have to bring on these two people these two people to help me talk about this because this is something that I've been wanting to talk about for oh for an entire week because I've just seen so much ignorance on my time on my Facebook newsfeed and my Twitter timeline and who else better to help me dissect this ignorant <laughs> this ignorance is none other than my co host Angela Montoni and Jalil Phillips. You all know him. He's on socialslive.com. He you know him. He's he's like the Eagles and Sixers columnist. Puts together some fine work. We got both of them joining me tonight here on the podcast. So how are how is everybody doing tonight? Ooh man, you got your boxing gloves on tonight, don't you, Javon? <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking forward to talk about this. You know, if Hanky didn't, you know, it just seemed this week everybody had to one up everybody this week, and the Sixers decided Hanky decided he was going to one up everybody in his 13 page manifesto. I know. Oh, and just, and I love that. It's a one-upsmanship. It, re- it reminds me, it reminds me of when, like, um, the Eagles traded Don McNabb, like, right after, like, the Phillies 
I forget what the hell like, the story was, like what the sequence was. It was like the Eagles completely off stage. The Phillies like, oh, come on, man. You don't need to do that. Ooh, <laughs> it's been an exciting week, kind of. It has. Or depressing, depending on what end of the spectrum you're on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's another thing. Like you said, depending on what end of the spectrum uh, you're on. And I heard Jalil comment on the, in the background when I was talking about Sam Hickey's 13-page manifesto, whatever, whatever you want to call Man, that 13-page thing. That thing, thing was amazing. <laughs> I, I did, I didn't, I, that thing was amazing. I didn't even realize that that was a resignation. <laughs> like you, right. know, you got the hint in the beginning, <laughs> but you were reading that thing. You're just like, you know what? I feel like I'm traveling throughout the mind of Sam Hinkio. I just feel like For I'm real. getting to understand this guy. And by the end, you're like, I totally understand this guy now. But now it's irrelevant because he's no longer the GM. So, <laughs> yeah, it's great. I don't. I finally. I don't know. Get it. I read it and I kind of felt like he outsourced it. Oh no, he definitely wrote that on. I felt like he he took time to write that. I mean, he had to find sources. He made that a paper. He that was a term yeah. paper, and he put his heart in it. <laughs> I was I'm just looking for the, the as well bibliography as, as well as the as well as the words of people like Warren Buffett, Abraham Lincoln, Elon Musk, Bill Belichick, yes. <laughs> Jim Irvin. <laughs> Like, I mean, what is this? Like, the list goes on. Yes. It's just such a random, like, I don't know. Like, some of them obviously have had some influential careers and things to say about life, but it's almost like it reads like an island in misfit toys of inspirational people. Pretty much. Pretty much. Bill Belichick, really? Right. Like, maybe <laughs> maybe if I want to learn how to cheat professionally, I'll seek the advice of one ooh, Bill Belichick. But, oh, I don't man. know. Like, <laughs> life in general and how to have strong character and how to, you know, roll with the punches, not so much. Not someone I'd really look to. It was very Chip Kelly-esque. How he oh, was man, that's Chip another Kelly-esque. one. That's, that's another one you really don't want to look to in times of crisis. What would Chip Kelly do? Chip Kelly would get fired. Oh, that's just messed up. Chip but Kelly, remember, 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 Chip Kelly threw Miles Austin under the bus in one game this season, this past season. Remember that he threw Miles Austin under the I bus. Did. I was driving the bus that ran over Chip Kelly, and I was happy to see him get fired. I backed it up, and you know, just saying, yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, this is, like I said, this, like Angela pointed out, and like Jalil said, if you haven't read the 13-page uh, document, it's on ESPN.com. Uh, I think Adio uh, referenced it in his uh, in his story. If you haven't read that on com, it's pretty interesting, as he is pro-process. And I think that's where we're going to start at uh, with this conversation, you know. Hanky stepped down, and, you know, there's been a lot of negative backlash from fans who were who are pro process and basically say, you know, the Sixers ownership are nothing but is nothing but backstabbers. They are backstabbers and you that. know I've seen I, I know, I know. But we have fans that are saying that he's a backstabber and that, you know, I have fans that have said to me and I'm not going to mention their names in conversations that I've had, but they have said, you know, they are for pro process and they, you know, it doesn't matter. The the wins and losses do not matter. It's about the development on the court. 
and and yeah, and, and they rather have first picks more picks in the lottery than being a team in the fifth to the eighth seed in the playoffs every year. Just some mind boggling stuff from these fans. I think Sixers fans have been brainwashed. No, they just they don't know how to win anymore. That's all. <laughs> I mean, yeah. listen, that's, uh, they seriously just don't know how to win anymore. Listen, Matt, first of all, let's talk about this for what it is. Pro process means tanking for anyone right. that doesn't know. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't understand what people mean when they say, oh, we're pro process. This is what is going to make us get to be the best. Like, what do you think we're going to go from being pro process to having all this young talent, a bunch of rookies and three, four year players, and then we're just going to jump to the top three seeds. Like it doesn't work that way. Right. That's not how basketball it works. It. You know what I mean? Like, like what, what team is going to go from the bottom to the top, except for the Cavaliers when they got LeBron back, do you think or the, the Thunder. Sixers are going to have, you're right. Exactly. Or do you think the Sixers are going to pull one of those? Like, no, that's no. Never, do you think Ben Simmons is going to make us a, a, a fifth seed in the playoffs? No, nope. that doesn't, that doesn't <laughs> nope. work that way. Like who, I don't. I never understand. Like, okay, if we're not going to be the best, we might as well be the worst. So we can get top picks. What? That doesn't make any sense at all. None. It's like settling. Just, I You're hate settling. that. Yes. Especially like, okay, when it, well, when it fails year after year. Yes. Right. Yes. I mean, think about it this way. I mean, superstars like LeBron, you know, number one overall in the draft, and and they're going to develop into superstars like that, they're one in a million, okay? You're just yeah. you're not going to land. You're not necessarily going to land on a talent. guy like that. Right. You're just – even if even when you get a player like that, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? He's a rookie. The Cavs mm-hmm. weren't good in LeBron's rookie year. Nope. <laughs> like, they weren't. So I don't understand it's- why everybody thinks if – I mean – Listen, it's about if, if you're going to get the talent, get the talent. You want your team to be young. Our team is young. We have a great young core here. It's about mm-hmm. time we start focusing on things other than the number one overall pick in the draft. Let's start developing Amen. players. Let's start, like, you know, let's get some free agents in there, some vets. Mm-hmm. Let's start learning stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We don't have to be this right. terrible anymore. And that's what drives right. me nuts about Sixers fans. Mm-hmm. Me too. Totally agree with you, Angela. Well, I mean, it's the, it's the whole magic bullet theory. It's like these, like this, this fictitious number one overall pick that still has not come to fruition is just going to be like the key to like drag the Sixers out of basketball hell. Mm-hmm. And that's not really how it can happen at this point with them. I mean, I don't know. I tried to believe, and I tried to hang on as long as I could and believe. And because I was curious, and, and you know, and there got to be a certain point where it was like, I don't even know what the hell to say. Might as well just try to hang on as long as possible, and right. hope that it all does come to fruition. I don't. I didn't agree with it, but I mean, would I have been willing to see it through? Yeah, I would have. Right, and but, I think yeah. a lot of fans would have felt that way. But the yeah, but that's the, how but I the feel. Product got progressively oh, bad. Oh, the product was worse. awful. The product was terrible. And it just kept getting worse. And I'm yeah. I'm at least glad that Brett Brown for now his job is safe because I think he deserves to Oh yeah. To have a chance. 
with players that want to – because here's the thing. Those players don't quit on him, and that has to really say something about him as a coach. Mm-hmm. Totally even more so than that. that, even more so than the players quitting on him, they respect him, and he's really he really is developing them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oklahoma yeah. did not have right. a jump shot when he came and, and to the like, Jeremy every, Grant every time he got a – Every time he got a player that he really liked, they got traded away. And, you know, as frustrated as he could have gotten, he never right. let that show. Right. Right. And and I think and I think like I said, the the, the product got progressively bad and I and I and I said this today to someone, I said I said I said I could, I can't even I couldn't even watch a Sixers game this year. Why put nah. myself through that? I mean, there was a point where this team was one in thirty, and I told somebody that I said this team was one in thirty at one point. I said Sam Hinkie came into this season deliberately, not getting a competent point guard on this team, deliberately, yes. not resigning yes. Ed Smith over the summer, and just said, "Hey, you know, we're really tanking." And I think people are forgetting about that. People that are pro process, pro process, I think they forget about this. The Sixers deliberately tanked. Sam Hinkie deliberately said he was going to tank. They didn't just they didn't do it secretly. They did it deliberately. And I think oh, that no, they pisses half the fan base off and I think that pisses off the NBA because that's a slap in the face of the league saying, you, oh, you're just gonna come on and just tank deliberately. Well that's why Colangelo was brought in. That's like a big well, reason well, why he was brought in. The NBA was because... well, I mean, maybe it's speculation or anything, but like you know, what I mean, that's like the NBA was all pissed off because the Sixers were like legit doing that, and like they didn't make any, they weren't even trying to hide it, saying, "No, we're gonna suck, we're gonna like blow, we're gonna you know tank every game we can, and we're gonna get the worst record we possibly can." They're pr- like, and again, he was proud of it, and it was like a strategy. I don't even know. Like, is the strategy going to pay off? I guess we'll find out. But I right. now that the it, leadership has changed hands, it's going to be weird to see. You know, no matter what anyone tells me, it was Adam Silver in the League of Owners that said, "You know what? Yeah. They need to get some." That that said, you know what? You need to hire Colangelo. It's really not your choice at this point. <laughs> it's like yeah, and I feel and I, I feel like they did that in. Really, it was such a a black spot on the league simply because of the fact mm-hmm. that when the Sixers went when the Sixers went to away games and played in uh, other people's courts, they couldn't even sell those games out. I mean, they, exactly. I mean, it's a business. They, yeah, I mean, this, <laughs> right? The Bulls couldn't even sell out their home games against the Sixers. The Celtics couldn't sell out home games against the Sixers, and that pisses off management because they're just like. What? You can't even sell out games? They're so bad. They're so bad, we can't sell out games. That's horrible. You know what I mean? Like, who wouldn't want to see their team bash on another team? But the Sixers were so what? bad, it did, it wasn't even worth it anymore. <laughs> it was just like they were 130, no. like you said. They were right. 130, man. It's just like it. Right. Uh, and they're man, 10 and 71 just... right now. 10 and 71. They were on pace and they didn't beat the Pelicans to be 9 and 73. The worst in NBA league history. But people that are pro process are running around with this flag saying, yeah, 9 and 73, number one pick, this, that, and the third. They still go to games. Yeah, but... They still go to games to watch this team. Philly fans didn't do that last season. The product was bad. They didn't show up. They made exactly. a point. Exactly. Exactly, and I don't understand it because the top pick in the draft this year, Ben Simmons, who is he going to lift? 
I'm sorry. Ben no Simmons is not no going way. to be lifting anyone this season. I'm sorry. I don't think that people understand that. Ben Simmons is a tweener that doesn't belong. He doesn't have exactly. the, he doesn't have the handle to play on the perimeter. He doesn't have the jump shot to play on the perimeter. He's too he's not going to be strong enough to play it down low. He doesn't have any post moves. He depends solely on his athleticism. I mean, yo, if <laughs> Yo, I just can't. I have so many things I want to say about Ben Simmons. I I don't want to make this to a bash fest for him, but he's not lifting anybody <laughs> this year. So I don't even understand no. why we felt like we had to get the top pick. You know what I mean? We don't. <laughs> I mean, we can we fall don't. to two. Right, we can fall to two and still be pretty all right. I mean, I I just right. really, I don't know. I don't know. I I get frustrated listening to the fans sometimes. I have to get off Twitter. No, <laughs> I gotta me too. stop following too. the tweets. Me too. Um, that's why and I don't it, really it, spend it, any time on Twitter because it annoys right. me so much. And Angela, like I said, Angela can attest to this. Last season, when the Phillies were playing bad, Angela can attest to this. The fans didn't show up. They, they, what they like, we're not going to support this product until you get right. rid of Amara. We're not going to, we're not going to do X, Y, and Z until we see some changes or some kind of improvement on the court. I mean, on the field. Excuse me. I mean. Uh, I don't know. The draft is so and, nice, man. Right, it is. It is. And we're going to talk about oh, the assets man. that Hanky has acquired in a couple of minutes, but I want to read this portion from a deal story. I know everybody probably had a chance to read it. we got a lot to share, so it's pretty, oh, it's, it's pretty oh, good. Happy Siblings Day to my Total Sports Live big brother. <laughs> yes, he's he's recording it, and he's recording a, a pod with a team. So we'll see what they come up with. Because I'm not a definitely. Oh, that's why he's not on tonight. Yes, that's why he's not on tonight. This is what he said in his story. He said it's a shame that this le- that Sam Hickey letter will be made more will be made more fun of like the high school bully picking on a nerdy kid nerdy kid with glasses in his in his pocket protector. It's already happening on Twitter, and each jab is just another slap in the face of all the prosperous trusters. That slap in the face would be considerably less painful than the knife in the back that we got from Sixers CEO Scott O'Neill, who had a champion to us when he hired Sam Hankey. O'Neill and the Sixers beginning a mantra of together we build was something many of us could get behind. What we had what? was mediocrity. Yeah. It goes on. It goes oh, on. Man. After, <laughs> after the end, no, fell flat. That's that's what the Sixers had. Mediocrity and nothing else. The Sixers had Drew Holiday, Thaddeus Young, and a young Evan Turner, but had nothing to supplement that with. The Sixers had very little draft picks and almost no wiggle room in the cap. As Hanky said in his resignation letter, the Sixers were ranked 24th in ESPN's near-term future rankings, where they take into effect current roster, draft picks, salary cap situation, coaching, and management. Something that had to change because that is not a model or plan for long-term success. Hanky began his plan by trading Drew Holiday to the Pelicans for Norlis Noel and Michael Carter-Williams. The following offseason, Thaddeus Young was traded for a top 10 protected pick from the Heat in the Sixers drafted in beat and Sarge. It was right about when the natives, the Philadelphia beat writers national media, were beginning to get restless, which was expected. People fear what they don't understand. They didn't understand what Hinky was trying to build. They didn't understand the long-term view of the team after they had become so content with mediocrity. They didn't trust the process, which is fine. And those people chose to abandon ship and trash Hinky, and that was their choice. The rest of us had hope. The rest of us knew better better times were coming. Well, 
right. Oh, listen. <laughs> listen, no, no, no. Hold on. I've been waiting for that. I've been waiting to jump in. <laughs> Sorry, you little. I will sum this up real quick, and then you can go. Listen, I love it. I love Adio. I really, really do. Him and I have a great friendship, and he is wonderful. But to be honest with you, I trusted the process, and I understood it. But, you know, it's me. He kind of ran out of time. And I got tired of waiting, and I got tired of, like, watching, like, a losing team. And mm-hmm. even when they would make it interesting, it would it was still kind of get blown out of the water. It got frustrating. And I know that that's the way that the NBA is set up, unfortunately, that, you know, you kind of right. have to tank to get good. And it sucks. Like, it's it's not a good way to have your league set up. Like, that shouldn't be a standard. Like, people shouldn't want to, like, say, like, guess we're tanking so we can, but, you know, that was their strategy. And, unfortunately, like, Sam could have done a better job of not really broadcasting it, which might have made things mm-hmm. better for himself in the long run. I mean, I don't think it was good for him to, like, get behind a microphone at a press box and say, yeah, we're tanking. Like, we're going to lose every single game we possibly can. Right. Because I think that also had a hand in certain players that were here that didn't want to stay here because they might not want to stay through, like, the five-year process that it might have taken them to get as good as they could have been. And you think about those players that left – and maybe they'd be better than they are right now. They probably would be. Yeah. It's just, you know, I mean, I trusted the process, and I really, really did, but I got tired of waiting. <clears throat> it was like, dude, you've had how many years, and you're still going to tell me to trust the process? Like, you really haven't done anything, Tan. You haven't given me any tangible results. You haven't given us any tangible results. To exactly. still say trust the process. This isn't like one and two years. This is like going on like, you know, like, you know, how many years now? We've still been patiently right. waiting in this it, it, we're still in the base so of the NBA. Right. I just think he ran out of time, and that's all it was. Like, whether or not I think the process could have worked and should have worked, it, that's irrelevant. He just ran out of time. I agree. I agree. He completely ran out of time. I mean, how many years was he? did he think that he needed to tank in order to make this team good? <laughs> I don't I mean, know. Seriously, I mean, seriously, I mean, look at, look, at all the, look at all the teams that are contending right now. How many, how many years did they tank? Um... Not many. I mean, Boston damn sure didn't you know tank. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, Boston didn't tank. I mean, the Cavs didn't tank. They were just ass until they signed LeBron and Love. <laughs> right. That's just what right. it was, right? I mean, the Warriors, they were, like, on the cusp for, like, how many years with Mark Jackson? Two, three years? Many. Then right. they got Steve Kerr and, 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 and Curry exploded. I mean, come on. The Spurs were just always good since David Robinson. And the Lakers kind of suck right now, but they'll be back. You know they'll be back because they're the Lakers. Right, but, I mean, then again, they're losing their star right now. You know what I mean? But they they got a point guard. They got – and they got – they have a little bit of a future up there. It's not like they're not going to be back. You know what I mean? They just – they're in the transition period. Their future looks nice. And then what do we got, right? We got Nerlin Zoel who trashes his house. And like got like these like weed and friggin' like Gatorade stains all over the place. So oh, they live in and fights, gets in fights in bars and like speeds oh, no. over a hundred oh, miles no. an hour over the bridge. Like this is what She's we have crazy. right now. I'm not going oh, no. crazy. You're just the facts. Like we don't got good press. We don't have good press right now. We really we got, don't we have good press. We got, press got in, right in beach. We got in beach traveling around the world everywhere. About his foot, I don't want to hear we'll nothing about him shooting three pointers. <laughs> right, I don't want to hear. I know there was a whole botched in Andrew Bynum experiment where he was playing pinball. Like God forbid, and like injured his thumb. Oh no, I can't shoot. Oh God! <laughs> like why were you bowling? 
that is possibly the worst trade in NBA history. Yeah, I mean, so we're really, yeah. if we're really yeah, going with court. the hinky error. We got to at least address that. Definitely. Yeah, I'm still looking. I'm looking my wounds over that because I really miss uh, Nick Vucevic right now. Really looking my wounds every time I hear that trade. And we really traded him for something up. small too. We Vucevic was part of that deal for small. Bynum. Oh yeah, we traded him for something small. I really, think Jason really Richardson so was a good him. addition, but yeah. we didn't have to pay that much for him. Like they could have no. gotten him for chump change. They probably got. They probably could have gotten him for cash. Yeah. But I think he was a good addition to the clubhouse. I think he was one of those good, like, you know, locker room guys. Right. Exactly. And we look at NCW, since we're going to talk to him and talk about assets. I mean, let's talk about assets. These are the players that Sam Hinkie, you know, acquired in the draft. Nerlens Noel, MCW, MB, KJ McDaniels, Jeremy Grant, Dario Sarge, Jalil Okafor, Rashawn Holmes. All the players I Hinkie have acquired so in the about draft. KJ. I, I do. I'm sorry. I do. I don't necessarily know if I'll ever really defense. be able to get over that. They, like but defense. they had enough money to. They had more than enough money to throw at him to make him stay. Yeah, yeah. They, they, and and they and they just didn't want to. They didn't want to be good. They didn't. They didn't. <laughs> and seriously, yeah. no. But but I honestly, I think his three point shot could have been cultivated and practiced enough to where he could have been complete like a lock from beyond the arc. Yeah, he's had really nice here. form. Yeah, definitely, definitely, like, definitely. Like his his shot time. hand, you could see his shot hand was always a perfect ninety degree angle, and like his guide hand never really like gripped the ball too much. Right. Yeah, he's that's really true. Defender. Yup. <laughs> Something that this team can't do defense, and I mean Jeremy Grant's still on the team, but I don't know what to make of him still to this day. I don't know. I don't know where he fits at all with this team. I don't know. He Offensively, hustles. I don't know. Yeah, he hustles. But he's a hustler. I mean, he's a, he's a total hustler. I think of him like I think of you know Dave Holland from the Phillies '93 because like Dave Holland like wasn't the most talented player on the field, but he played so hard. Right. Yeah. And okay. I feel like that's I'll just kind that. of what Jeremy Grant is. Like he's not the most talented player on the court, but he plays harder than anybody on the court. I agree with you. I'll and then that. we got yeah. And then we got MCW, which fans are still, you know, well, I'm not even going to say fans still. Majority of fans really say, hey, we don't need, hey, I'm so glad MCW is gone. We got their top four protected pick from the Lakers. We're going to hope that can be. Idiots. We're going to have two top Idiots. <laughs> Idiots. Idiots. Yeah, it was the not, dumbest. That, that's, First of all, when that, yeah. went, when that trade went through, it was so stupid. I don't understand why. We were just like, oh, we got all these first-round picks. Guys, did you read the fine print? It's top four protected. The Lakers are terrible. They are going mm-hmm. to get their pick. Right. The NBA is going to let that We happen. gave them for nothing. Come on, right. man. Right. Stupid. That's what I'm saying. And then, but people will claim, oh, NCW wasn't a good point guard. Uh, You know, he can't shoot. Just that in the third. I'm just like, right. well, just he rookie, of the year. rookie of the year. Whatever. I'm, right. 17, <laughs> 17, 5, and 6. Whatever, you know. Well, in the Sixer team, they had no Nerlens Noel. They had no no Nerlens Noel that first year, so. (laughs) What, man, can you imagine MCW, Nerlens Noel, Jello Okafor? Out there, man, come on, man, we will be so much better. I just, okay, I'm not even going to do this to myself, okay? (laughs) They were winning too many games. They were winning too many games at that point. Yeah, I remember Angela saying that two or three years ago. 
I remember you saying that. Threaten the precious tanking strategy. They were winning too many games, and that's where they got rid of KJ, right? and that's where they get rid of NCW. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So crazy. And then we got... And then we got the two mystery men here, Embiid and Dario Sarge. Super Dario. I mean, the guy's over at a certain Sixers blog, goes Gaga over uh, over Dario overseas. I mean, I'm not buying anything because I see this man uh, play some hoops on the NBA court before I go jump in for joy over him. I got to exactly. make sure he comes over first. I got to make sure he wants to even come to play to the team. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't understand oh, what man. the – Love affair is with Embiid. I mean, I don't listen. Okay, I watch. I don't either because I, I haven't seen anything from him. Like I haven't seen any proof that he's going to be like a star. Exactly. I still hear I mean, he's next next one. Like okay, but he still hasn't gotten on the court yet. I mean, listen. I don't believe in nothing I can't see. If if Embiid is out here shooting threes on Vine, he's now in the NBA court. I'm sorry, I. I'm not a Vine warrior. You're not going to go on Vine and impress <laughs> me with anything. It's just not going to – no, like it's not. Right. He's taking those jump shots. He is wide open. You think he's going to be wide mm-hmm. open on the NBA court? No. You think he's going to start shooting threes in Brett Brown's offense? For real? He Let's better be not. serious, man. Let's be serious. I mean, think about it this way. Nerlens Noel, in the first year that he didn't play – they, everybody was talking about his jump shot. Oh, his jump shot's really reformed. Oh, he's really getting better at his jump shot. There were Vine videos of him making five, six in a row and everything like that. He came back. What was he doing? Exactly what he did in college. Yep. Come on, man. That jump shot's nowhere near. Be real. Embiid, Embiid's best year as a rookie, nine points, seven rebounds. And that's because yeah. he's not going to get that much time with Okafor. Okafor is a born nope. to bread is a born bread score. He's going to mm-hmm. get it done. Embiid, he was raw in his first year with Kansas. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That is very true. And when we're going to we're going we're moving away from assets and Hinky to the new guy, Goodness. Byron Colangelo, yes. and um. Uh, he's not really he's not really given, been given a chance by the Sixers fans already. <laughs> They're ready to get rid of this man already before he steps in day one of office. Um, <laughs> and just he's not being given a fair mm-hmm. chance. A lot of fans are saying nepotism. Jerry hires his son, but this is just Sixers fans. They're just reading what they see. They're looking at what they see. They're reading what on Twitter. But as I alluded to Jalil a couple of days ago, um, Brian kind of didn't even want this job at first. Let's keep it real. Yeah. <laughs> Brian didn't exactly. want this job at first. <laughs> Brian, according to Watts, who was like the GOAT of basketball news, said that, you know, Brian wasn't – Brian really wanted the, 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 the next job. Nets. And, you know, there, there probably could have been other jobs opening up to this offseason and he could have took. And Sixers' ownership had to kind of persuade him and convince him that, hey, you want to come be GM of this squad? And Jerry had nothing to do with it. And people say, oh, you know that BS. You know Jerry had something to do with it. If he did, he did, he did, did. Danny Ferry was also in consideration for the job, and we've seen what he did with the Hawks. So, hey, and we've seen what Colangelo done with the Raptors. So, hey, folks, give the man a break. Hey, the well, listen, Jerry didn't to. want this job either at first. Right. <laughs> if you think about it, Jerry didn't want the job either at first. We – we told him, "Hey, listen, can you come over here and and help them help us out?" He was like, "What? I mean, well, as long as I can stay in Phoenix, I'm not coming to every game. I'm not coming to every <laughs> meeting. 
I'll call you from Phoenix, where he lives, where he still lives, okay? He was in <laughs> Philly on a very limited basis. He did everything from Phoenix. So, listen, they were just like, look, as long as we do the, as if I can do the job on my terms, then I'll do it. And that's, and that's what he did. He was here for like nine months, came over, helped us out. They hired his son. He was like, deuces. He's done. He didn't even want to come back. He was retired. <laughs> he got worried about the Olympics. <laughs> right, man. So my question to both of y'all, and I'm going to start with Angela and Jalil, you know, will Calangelo be given a fair chance? Because I've talked to a deal, and he went in the ain't when he, this is this the initial anger the day after Hinky stepped down. And he pretty much said, you know, he's he, he, he's going to have Colangelo on a short leash and that the one, the first bad trade or draft pick that Colangelo's done, Adil said to me, he's done with this team. That's what he said to me. But I had to remember he was angry at the time when Hankey stepped down. But he said to me, if the first thing that Colangelo makes bad, he's done with this team. Will he be given a fair he's chance? He's so mad. Oh, man, he's so mad. <laughs> <laughs> um... I mean, he's he's got a situation to work with, and you know you hope he does it to the best of his advantage. But like, if he really tanks with it, I mean, I don't know how much wiggle room does he have? Right. That's not really. That's not really. But that's not really obvious. Like, how much wiggle room does any of them? Does anyone really have? Any of the top execs? Top execs? Yeah, exactly. Because they've been so awful the past few years. So I mean, how many how many drafts does does he get? Like how many you know free agent signing type things, like contract negotiations? Is he the best businessman for the job? I guess we'll find out. Mm-hmm. If not, I guess we're destined to mediocrity, which really would suck. But yeah, <laughs> and then I guess we all owe Dio a pretty big thank you, and I'm sorry. <laughs> Right. And he's very yeah. long. But we hope that he's not. Obviously. Well, my, Obviously. my thing is this. Yeah, well, my thing is this. Colangelo, you can't hire somebody new after one after your guy stepped down. Remember, he wasn't fired. He stepped down. I mean, he didn't like the way things were going. They knew that they were going to strip him of his power, so he left. That's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. So we got a ball. new guy. Now, right, if you... If you're an owner and you hire a new guy, he at least has to get as much slack as Hinky got, because it wouldn't mm-hmm. be fair to judge him off of two, three moves while Hinky had three full years to do mm-hmm. what he did. You know, I think this Colangelo should get three years before we even. He should get two years before we even start considering yep. what it is, the trajectory for the team. Because I mean, you got two years. If the trajectory for the team is going up then all right. If the trajectory is still going up after three years, then all right. But there is a certain level of progress that he needs to make, you know, and mm-hmm. and he's got the talent on this team now. The, the the goal of this team is no longer to tank, and I think that's what mm-hmm. um, the owners really want to get everyone to believe. <laughs> We're not doing this anymore. We're getting the point guard. We're getting the small forward. We need a two guard. We need to go out there and compete now. This is not even about, you know, top picks. At the end of the day, top mm-hmm. picks are great, but top picks are only as good as the team around them. And if the team around them yep. are nothing but second round or nothing but second round players and D leaguers, guess where you're gonna end up? With the top pick again. Okay. So mm-hmm. 
I mean, that's at the end of the day, Colangelo needs to get two years to figure out, um, not to figure out, but before he needs two years before we all consider um, what it is what that he's trying to do with his team, and then figure out what the trajectory is going to be. And that's just my opinion. He he doesn't he shouldn't get a short leash. He should get full reign because he's the he's mm-hmm. the president and he's the GM. I agree. Give him a shot. Totally agree with you. Totally agree with you on that point. So we'll see what happens. I mean, free agency comes up. That's going to be key. They both have connections. We'll see what he, we'll see what he, where it goes. People got to remember when Colangelo was in Toronto, he helped build what Toronto was now. Let's not get it twisted. Yeah, he might have signed. He might have drafted an Andre Barnyarni, which was bad. It was a bad. It was a bad pick at number one. It was a bad pick. Well, we got to remember he also did draft Demar Derozan. He drafted Jonas Valanciunas, who's a pretty good center in the East. And he also traded for Kyle Lowry. Those three guys right there are the building blocks for what the Toronto Raptors are right now. So we got to keep that in mind. People are pro-process for, for a guy in Hinky that put together a team that had a combined 47 and 195 losses. That's Jesus, just, man. That's, <laughs> Jesus. It's that bad. How you pro anything bad? when you're that bad? You can't be pro man. anything when you're that bad. Uh, but the tr- but the, but but the troopers are still gonna they're, they're still gonna ride and die with this. They're still they're still you know they're still they're still gonna pour their hearts out for Sam Hankey and they're gonna wear their trust the process shirts and they're gonna have their draft party probably in the morning of Sam Hankey stepping down. I mean this is not over. I'm telling you it's not over. It's not, it's not yeah. over. <laughs> It's not, and and I mean, who knows what's going to happen? I hope Colangelo makes the right moves. He has the free agency to do so, but he also has a draft where he possibly he right now for sure has three first round picks, so he can see what he can do. We'll see what he yeah, can he's grab. He's also got we the money to do package. something in free agency. Mm-hmm. That too. He's also got that the money, too. man. We got all this. We got extra TV money coming in too. So I mean, look, it's no, we don't. We no longer have to have. You know, we no longer have to pay 25 different players just so we can reach the salary cap floor. Let one oh, yeah, I forgot. That was, that, was hinky. that was hinky right there. Exactly. That was <laughs> hinky. Contract. You know, we, exactly. We're picking up these terrible contracts on purpose just so we can reach the salary cap floor. That's why we got JaVel McGee, just so we can reach the salary cap floor. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. Like, you gotta, like, you got to look at these negatives, too. They're pretty glaring. Let's go out and get someone mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you on that. I totally agree, and uh, that's how we're gonna wrap it up. I think we had a great discussion tonight. Great, great discussion talking about Hinky. I knew both of y'all was gonna bring it tonight, and y'all uh, definitely did. And that's gonna wrap up the podcast tonight. Great job from Angela and Dilla, like I said. But we'll be back, guys. Same time, same place next week. But who knows that we're gonna talk about? Philly sports is a very interesting thing these times. So it's a wild, wild west. We don't know what's gonna happen the next day or the next hour. <laughs> so you never know what's going to happen. We could be talking about something totally different. <laughs> like, I said, we, like we said, we came into this podcast talking about talking about Villanova and Phillies, but that totally does in a whole different uh, trajectory. But um, Oh, I'm glad we didn't talk about Villanova. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Even the hairy tastes so good. Even though that Chris Jenkins <laughs> shot was all money, that was that 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 it shot was, was yeah, that, it was a great and, shot. And we used to say, yeah. and we, and we, and we think in high school that shot was wet. That, that was just it was hey, just shout out, shout out to the point guard though. I mean, that was a good yeah. setup. 
Yeah, I love that <laughs> setup, man. That's a coach's dream setup right there. <laughs> oh man, I just remember, I just remember myself running around the house and Jenkins hit that three pointer. I was ah, running, around, <laughs> running in the house and running up the steps. I couldn't believe it. That's just amazing basketball right there. That's something yeah. that. That's a history maker, history maker. To, you know, that's what it. Yeah. That's what it is, and we'll see what they do next season. It's gonna be interesting to see what they do if if Hart and Jenkins return, which they, which they probably should. The team is still gonna be a pretty good uh, next yep. season. The Big Five is definitely gonna be better than what it was this year. All teams should you know make another considerable leap in uh, in, in talent and win. And, and of that and of that nature. But um, like I said, it's gonna wrap it up today. Um, been a great one. Uh, stay tuned to TotalForceLive.com this week as we are going to be rolling out Kobe Week on the site. Yes, the Black Mamba is playing his final two games in the NBA this week. The Mamba is retiring. He's going to be done in two days in two games, which is sad. That is very sad to think about. A league without Kobe mm-hmm. kind of hurts me deep down inside a little bit. So, um, I'll always, always remember Kobe Bryant for wearing T-shirts with pictures of himself on them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> so, like I said, Kobe wore T-shirts of himself because he was just Kobe. That's like him talking. That's like Ricky Henderson talking third person. Ricky Henderson all Ricky all the time. Yep. Third person. <laughs> yep. Well, like I said, we're going we're to have Kobe week on this site. There's a whole bunch of uh, stories. And we're just going to be rolling out this week all about Kobe, what if Kobe, what his up-and-down relationship with Philly. Matt's going to have a great story on that. That should be a good one. Say if Kobe went to college, that's another good one that we got coming out. What if Kobe stayed in Charlotte, what would have happened there? Another good one, Kobe in the Olympics, look back at his rookie year. We got a whole bunch of story ideas there, but the stories are going to be rolling out for you guys this week. So I definitely hope you enjoy oh, it. Don't forget. the time. <laughs> it definitely is, but same don't, Kobe don't, place, don't. same Kobe webpage. Same Kobe webpage. <laughs> <laughs> but don't forget, guys. We're we're going to do the same thing for Iris, and trust me, when Iris ain't getting it, oh, and getting going, it, getting yeah. it trying. That week, that week, Iverson, when he's going to get in shrine, we're going to have a whole week of AI, which is just going to be dope. I can already tell you it's going to be dope. We're going to have yeah, a lot of And I'm going. <laughs> and Angela's going. you got to remember that. She's going. We're on location. <laughs> Where all the mm. other Sixers fans will be at. So it should be a fun one. So I hope everybody just keep on checking out TotalForceLive.com. Uh, like I said, who knows they're going to be talking about next week. Uh, we'll find out. Good job, Phillies, for winning two out of three against the Mets, heading into their opening day game tomorrow against the Padres. That game will be on Channel 10, so you can check it out at three. Um, that's pretty much what I'm wrapping up for, for tonight. Uh, everybody, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Jovan10. Follow Angela on Twitter at AngeMontone. Follow Jalil on Twitter at JalilPhillips. And follow TotalSportsLive on Twitter at Total Sports Live and like the Facebook page as well. As I said, keep on checking out TotalSportsLive.com. Great content coming out for you guys this week. And we got the draft coming up too. So draft coverage, NBA draft coverage, Sixers free agency, just a whole bunch of stuff. Just a whole bunch of lot of stuff Woo! Uh, coming up. Busy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much so. a lot of busyness happening uh, happening on the yeah, site. So, yeah, go give, go give that a read. Go bookmark it right now. Tell your family, your friends, your grandparents, hook them up on the Internet. If they don't got Internet, go get them on Internet. Give them a smartphone, too, while you're at it, if you, uh, yeah, man. you got to. 
hooked them up. <laughs> Keep on listening to the podcast. Tell your friends. Download it. Get it on your smartphone. And uh, pretty much, we're out. Everybody have a good one. Bye, everyone. Good night. <laughs>